0: That's N-O-O-M dot to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, You're more in pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 14th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Are you a database engineer? We want to meet you. We have a part-time position that might be actually full-time in 2024. Go to our site right now. It is a complicated position, but you're looking for a really good, experienced person who wants to get into the baseball field and really knows their their way around Postgres and a lot of other things. But if you are that person, we really want to meet you because I think we have a very fun opportunity for you here. Brandon Williamson was my lead for the SB Roundup. 5.2 innings, 100 runs, 2 hits, 2 walks, 6 Ks. This was really nice. Second straight start of seeing that changeup come alive. 5 over 18 whiffs and 44% CSW. He did well against the, the Pirates here. Unfortunately, he gets the Jays next. So I think the four-seamer cutter combo is fine. It's, it's possible that... Those are good enough with that changeup against the Jays. I think that's too risky for me, and I would leave him on the wire, but then maybe come back after that. So Williamson is not a lock for that. Well, you don't need to hold past this one at the moment. He's not really being so electric that I think it's worth your time. Freddie Peralta, though, is insane right now, and you just got to keep holding on to him. Same with Sonny Gray. Uh, You have Logan Wedd that got removed with one out left to go in his complete game shutout, and I hate it so much. He allowed a double with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, and uh, top of the ninth, I guess, with a one nothing lead. And they pulled him at 107 pitches. And I know that sounds crazy. Nick, come on, 107 pitches. He just thought of the double. There you go. What do you know? The reliever blew it. And it's just give him the opportunity. Webb got you there. Shut out for 26 outs. Come on. Let him get out of it. It's his game. I hate this. I hate this so much. It would drive me insane if I was pulled at 8.2 innings there. With, with it on, like, sure, you allowed one mistake, let me get a chance to get out of that, you know, I hate it so much, Logan Webb, great stuff against the Rangers though, uh, Chunjin Ryu against the Cubs, five innings, zero runs, it's fine, four base runners, three Ks, it's okay, four seamer at a 38% CSW, got a lot of outs, it was really everything here, the changeup did get some outs too, but that should be more so, that really should be more of a big thing, and the curveball was kind of shelved a little bit. Uh, not really quite there with Yunjin Ryu right now as he gets the Orioles next, but hey, against the Cubs, you survived. I mean, it's not bad. I think he's going to be a Toby the rest of the way. Chase Tilseth against the Astros survived. Five innings, zeroed runs, got the win. Four hits, two walks, five Ks. This is great. I don't know if I really buy it. Um, the splitter had 12 whiffs in the last one. It was two out of 18 here. It was good down though. It did get outs. Um, he did get, uh, about 67% strikes, which is really good. Sliders got strikes as well, but just one for 27 whiffs. So it wasn't the ceiling that we saw from Sil Seth before. I don't like that he gets the Rangers next. I feel as if those balls in play are not going to necessarily go his way, and then it's really bad. He didn't also have that overwhelming electric 22 whiffs I think he had him last time. It was just six here, and that to me is a little worse. Uh, the Angels are skipping Otani this week, which means that Sil Seth does get that start, as Kenning does return. And we'll kind of see him in a week if he even goes past this Rangers start. But I feel like the Angels got to keep starting. So, he's just doing good. Uh, Dane Dunning did insane things. 23 whiffs for a Gallus pole. 39% CSW. 7 innings of 12 Ks against the Giants. The Giants are not very good. They're actually one of the easiest teams to stream against, especially in Oracle Park right now. But his slide piece is just so good. 12 whiffs over 33 thrown. That has been a huge thing for Dunning as he's leaning to the slider and also the cutter, but more so the slider in this one. And the changeup and sinker also earned five whiffs each, which is kind of weird for the sinker. Not so much the changeup. Uh, but I really love this. And you got to keep going with him against the Brewers and Twins. As long as he's throwing 32 sliders in a game, like 30% usage, yeah, ding Dunning should be very much onto your rosters. Uh, Mitch Keller against the Reds did well here. Huge props to my editor, Felix. Uh, I went to bed and I submitted this article for him, and I, I just completely did not do Mitch Keller. I thought about it. And I was like, okay, I'll do that one later when I do Williamson. Then I wrote Williamson, and then I completely forgot to do Keller. He, he stepped in, did a great job. Everything that he wrote is exactly what I would have said, maybe a little bit more. I added a little bit at the end uh, as for my update. But uh, yeah, great stuff here, Felix. Anyway, Mitch Keller, how should you feel? Uh, seven Ks, eight base runners, one and run, six, hits, six innings. This kind of was actually what Mitch Keller was at the beginning of the year, as he threw a lot of pitches over the, over the zone, had good um, mitigation of hard contact. It's fine. But it's cherry bomb-esque is the thing with Mitch Keller. You don't really know if you can believe this. Also, the Reds on the road in PNC Park is a good situation. So he gets the Twins next. I don't really know if I want to jump into that. He's in the questionable start here as a cherry bomb. It's up to you at this point. Uh, As I'm not really sure that Mitch Keller is going to be all of a sudden going back up the peak now. Uh, You have Bryce Miller against the Orioles. Did well for 5.2 innings, uh, 1 and run, 5 hits, 2 walks, but just 2 strikeouts as the slider that we saw last time. Just not good. And we saw that from Kirby, too, uh, where the, the the amazing slider that he had wasn't quite there over the weekend. I mean, amazing game from Kirby. It's just the slider wasn't as good. And Bryce Miller's wasn't the pristine, amazing command he had last time. I mean, it was it was so good. We knew it really wouldn't stick, but we just wanted it to, and it didn't. Gilbert uh, starts on uh, today, and we'll talk about that in a second, but he still has his slider, I hope. And I hope it's not just kind of like all of the Mariners lose it. But we keep going, of course, with Bryce Miller. And the fact that he got through this one without that slider should tell you some good things. Uh, Ken Waldachuk against the Nationals. I streamed him, as I said yesterday in the podcast. And I needed a win and or five strikeouts. So get this. Five innings, one run, seven minutes, one walk, four strikeouts. I was one strikeout behind. Thank you, Will Smith, for your 1K in .2 innings. I don't care about blowing the save. like All I needed was one strikeout and you got me that. And then he was up 7-1. to He was up 7 to 1 when he left this game. And the Nationals scored six in the ninth to steal the win away from us. Oh my gosh. If Will Smith didn't go in to get that strikeout, that one sole strikeout, I would have been so upset. Anyway, Waldejuk's sweeper wasn't as good. It just wasn't. And it's unfortunate because Waldejuk was actually showcasing four seamers up and sweepers away um, that actually worked and are away to lefties. And it just wasn't that. I, I watched it intently, waiting for all these strikeouts. And he was just, ugh. This was not the guy I wanted. Um, Jose Architi against the Angels, much better. Oh my gosh, this was like peak Jose Architi. Five innings, one and in run, three hits, zero walks, seven Ks. The line is good. You're like, oh, only five innings, well, he only 80 pitches. He'll go six. Everything was amazing. Four was dotted right at the top for nine whiffs out of 33. Glove side uh, sweepers, arm side sinkers, guys, change up and curveball, working low change ups. Curveballs were inside the zone for strikes. So this is exactly everything we dream of. When I talk about kitchen sink, Jose or I really hope this sticks. I doubt it because this is like as good as you could ever hope. But man, this was, I mean, I will say the other start where he walked a lot of guys, it was this, but just expanded out of the zone. And he did exactly what he wanted to do. We wanted to squeeze it in closer to the edges. And that's what he did. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, he gets Seattle next. Like, I have to go for that. Uh, Dylan Cease went 54% sliders and it worked 7Ks in 7 innings, 200 runs and seven base runners. Really nice to see that. I don't think I've ever seen him go 54% sliders, but he should. See, your best pitch is the the slider. You know, we saw him increase it to 40% usage last year. That was good. Now it's 54% because everything, you know, he's like, what do I do? Uh, It wasn't as precise. That is, it was more glove side and over the plate middle than I usually see for Dylan Cease's slider, but it worked. So, all right. I think we keep going with that because I don't really think that he should move away from these like 50% plus sliders. Like, yeah, it's your best pitch. Tanner Bybee, we're going to watch him after this podcast. And we also did a thing on Freddie Tarnock, and I'll t- shall talk about that soon. Uh, but Tanner Bybee did great against the Rays. And it feels like a Vargas rule to me because I don't really think that anything is so exceptional. One out of 44 seamer riffs does not feel right. He got whiffs on high changeups and high sliders, which doesn't feel right. You know, and, and the balls in play that he got found gloves. Only 23% CSW in this one for Tanner Bybee. I, I just, I don't know. It feels weird. And I hate when things feel weird. You know, you guys know that. But anyway, you just keep going, Sandra Biber. Who cares what I think? Uh, Ranger Suarez uh, did better in some ways and worse than others um, against the Twins. Six point winnings, 200 runs, six hits, three walks, eight Ks. Loss in a 150 whip is not fun, but you got those eight strikeouts, right? Decent ERA. At times, he really executed the pitch he needed to. That's why he had the eight strikeouts. So sometimes this changeup and the sinker were some really nice pitches. But then other times, he just didn't really have it, and it was really frustrating. So, he gets the Giants next, which I think like I'm going to go for, because it could be a turning point. Seeing a lot of those really nicely executed pitches, to me, is like, okay, Rangers Warriors actually has that in the tank still, right? But um, but it's still like a mix at the moment, and hopefully he's taking those steps forward. We have a lot of other guys to talk about, of course, for today and tomorrow's starters as well, and we're going to talk about all of those after this break. And yes, I'll be giving away PL Plus if I do not do an edit in the second half here. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Garrett Cole, ace is going to ace, lost the win because the Miami Marlins had a ridiculous comeback in the ninth, and that's just how it is. I know, what a weird day for ninth innings. Kyle Bradish was great against the Mariners, seven innings, sorry, six innings of seven Ks, while the slider got whiffs, and the curveball got strikes, and just one ball and play on the four-seamer. That's everything you want from Kyle Bradish, Uh, except for a win, which is stupid. Uh, Not his fault. Seth Lugo did well against Arizona. Um, I don't think it was his best, but... It's fine. You take it all. I mean, good four seamers and curveballs for strikes. Like, this is cool. From Seth Lugo, you keep holding on to that. Cutter Crawford needed one more out for me to get a streaming victory, and he didn't do a 4.2 innings. It's so annoying. I don't know why he's throwing high cutters. Uh, it's He can't really do the Cannonball McSanchez, which is those high cutters for called strikes, because you also have your four seamer there. Get that thing down. Really annoying. Um, also, Garrett Woodlock returned from the IL to pitch in the bullpen. He was throwing 96, but it's out of the bullpen right? It's not like 93, 94, which is what we're used to from him. It's only 96, but he's airing it out over 24 pitches, okay? I hope that he has that next year when he's in the rotation. He won't get it this year, by the way. He's going to be in a reliever unless something drastic happens for the Red Sox where they desperately need a starter. Uh, Julio Urias looked amazing as his changeup earned whiffs and 78% O-swing. It feels so good, and now he gets... I uh, I mean, now, now he could be, honestly, a top 10 starter if he does look like this. It was nearly a golden goal. 22 whiffs and 47% CSW. Insane. Absolutely insane. 47% CSW across 88 pitches for Julio Urias. Brandon fought against the Padres. Eight strikeouts. Yeah, I don't buy that. Uh, three earned runs, five point two innings, nine hits, two walks. I think his four seamer is super. Just don't buy, don't don't blow me away enough. He gets a sweeper for strikes, which is good. The four seamer just isn't what I want it to be, and I I just don't want to lean into Brandon Fott. Uh Kodai Senga after three and runs in the first against Atlanta because Atlanta is absurdly good at scoring in the first inning. He didn't allow anything else, and he earned a win here. Seven Ks, six base runners against Atlanta. Amazing, amazing. It's a poor quality start, fine, but that's really cool, and you are just going to keep going um Andre Jackson against the Reds you don't want to do that whatsoever Kyle Freeland against the Dodgers obviously not uh Luke Weaver's trying really hard and it's not quite working and there's some potential here over time but yeah we don't want to do that never Trevor Williams um Yanni Chirinos he might not even still be in the rotation because it could be Alan Winans or Michael Soroka in the next time around and honestly if I am the Atlanta I would absolutely do that uh, hopefully, it's widen's and keep an eye on both of those guys, because either one, whoever steps in, I think is a good start against the Giants when that does happen. Jameson Tyon, you might have done a Vargas rule here against the Jays, uh, eight run runs, three innings, and honestly, really bad command here. I think I'm just completely out, even though it's the Royals and Pirates next. It's possible he rebounds, but I feel like he needed that momentum, and he doesn't quite have it now. Yuri Perez against the Yankees, four innings, four and in runs, four hits, two walks, five Ks. Disappointing. 19 whiffs, 32% CSW, 11 over 34 whiffs on the slider. Keep sticking with the Uri Perez, even if the Marlins are going to limit him around 80 pitches per game. I hope he gets an 85-90. hope they push him a little bit more. Uh, we have Eduardo Rodriguez against the Red Sox. Six earned runs in five innings, but eight strikeouts. He threw a ton of pitches down the middle. He really did. This was just not good precision against the Red Sox, and um, be happy you got some strikeouts out of it, because this is just not good, Eduardo Rodriguez. And lastly, there's Zach Eflin, just Six earned runs, three innings, nine hits, one walk, three Ks. This was legitimately singled out, and it's so annoying. He did the neckbeard approach, which is everything was down or off the plate, inside or off the plate, outside, very little actually inside the zone, and he just got demolished. For every single pitch that was actually in the zone, they hit. Like, what? That just does not happen, Um, and two home runs were over the plate, I guess you could say they were mistakes, but they weren't really, like, hard of the plate or anything, um, just a crazy weird start for Eflin and he's still in a very, very good spot. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. We have a short slate today, of course, on Monday. Tyler Glasnow, Max Scherzer, Max Fried, Framber Valdez, U Darvish, Logan Gilbert. You're starting all of them. Yes, it's Gilbert today and Hancock tomorrow. It looks like that. I didn't get absolute confirmation, but it seems like that as of now. Um, I would have both in your lineup, of course. Uh, hopefully Gilbert has that slider again. Oh man, it's been actually a big trend. Um, V on, uh, playback.tv. Uh, slash pitcher list in the chat really mentioned to me that there has been a higher emphasis for longer than just two starts for gilbert without slider but the slider has been that good especially lately um and i really like that for gilbert but the four seamer is not as good uh all gilbert needs is a four seamer to be the pitch it used to be he needs to be that 12 percent swing strike rate pitch not the eight percent it is this year man can you imagine he would be. He will be so good next year. Honestly, if the slider like is still there for the rest of the year, I'll be so in on Logan Gilbert. A uh, probable we'll start here. You have Grayson Rodriguez, Brady Singer, and J.P. Sears as a stream pick of the day against the Cardinals. PLV loves him. I love that slider. Um, I love that four seamer. I feel like this is worth your time, even though it is athlet the Athletics. He will get a fair amount of strikeouts. I think the ERA and WHIP will be worth your time as well. Questionable we'll start here. You have Miles Michaels. I know it's Oakland but I just don't think that Miles Michaels does enough for you. Um, I, it's it's fine if you want to do it. I just don't really like it. And Merrill Kelly is in cores. It's Coors. It's also Merrill Kelly. I understand if you want to go for that. Uh, do not start to it's Clark Schmidt, but against Atlanta, no way. Oh, no way. Patrick Sandoval against the Rangers? No. Braxton Garrett against the Astros? No. Chris Flexen's getting an opportunity, but it's the Diamondbacks. Sean Manai has been better. He's going to have an opener, but it is the Rays. Carlos Carrasco versus Quinn Priester? Absolutely not on either side. Even though it is Carrasco against the Pirates? No, thank you. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. We have, like, no studs. So, it's Zach Wheeler at Toronto as the number one. And then Bailey Ober against the Tigers as number two. Actually, normally that is, like, a probably start for Bailey Ober, but it fell against the Tigers. This should be the Bailey special of six or six innings of like one earned run and seven Ks and a one whip or something like that. Probable start here. you can make an argument for both Bobby Miller and Yusei Kikuchi being in that top tier. I just don't think they have that ceiling right now. Bobby Miller does. He had that 11 strikeout game against Atlanta, if you remember, but he really hasn't put it together with that slider and curveball. And I am going to bake in some of that development for him for the next uh, two months or so until we really do see some sort of consistent six innings and You know, um, eight strikeout games, essentially, from Bobby Miller as he gets the Brewers. I love it, but, you know, it's not quite top tier. Yusei Kikuchi with those breaking balls over the plate. They're new and improved, and the fastballs have been working against the Phillies. I'm going for that. Jordan Montgomery against the Angels. It's fine. He is a good win chance with uh, the the Rangers. Pavetta is a good one against the Nationals because his slider command has been fantastic down in glove side a ton. Emerson Hancock is our stream pick of the day against the Royals. Love this. I really liked what I saw in his debut with his sinker and his cutter and his changeup. I think this is good enough against the Royals. Good win chance as well. Christian Javier, uh, Christian Javier against the Marlins. He threw sliders for strikes last time. I feel like this is going to be the start of that everyone says, "Oh my gosh, is Christian Javier back?" Because his four seamer wasn't good last time. That's the abnormality. Normally, the four-seamer is really good. And this is Miami. I'm going for this. Hendricks against the White Sox, too, because of the, ch- the changeup in sinker command has been great. Questionable start, too. You have Jack Flaherty against the Padres. Velocity was a little bit lower, which is expected after the Adrenaline Field start against the, the Jays last time. And then, or two starts ago. the last time was a little bit lower. The Padres are also kind of dangerous. So, I'm going to likely go for it. But I understand that I might not be wanting to start him. Most of the time, I might just say, you know what? I don't need to do this. Same with Graham Ashcraft, who finally had a cutter I liked last time. And the slider has been good, but the Guardians are one of the better contact teams out there. So that might hurt Ashcraft a good amount here. Um, Zach Little against the Giants is something definitely to consider as there's a solid win chance here against the Giants. Zach Little's doing good things with the four seamer. The slider was too high up last time. It should come down, but he'll go at least five innings or six innings maybe for the Rays. Um, I kind of love this one. Uh, very, very sneaky. Uh, you have Luis <laughs> Lucas Giolito against the Rangers. No, thank you. I uh, but I mean I understand how it could work Bryce Elter is a Toby and actually pitched decently well last time out even though he didn't do well against the Pirates I think his stuff was better and location was better and the Yankees are just not that exciting and Logan Allen maybe does work against the Reds in Cincy but I really don't want to do that if I don't have to and uh, do not start here. I mean, a lot of these uh, here. I actually changed this order multiple times as I did the rankings this morning with uh, Twitch chat. Uh, not Sorry, not Twitch chat. Playback.tv chat. Uh, again, playback.tv slash pitchfills. I'm here at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. every single morning. Come hang out. It is the best time. It's 100% free. Uh, Josiah Gray against the Red Sox. Uh, no, thank you. Josiah Gray is just not that good. Uh, Johnny Cueto against the Astros. Uh, maybe there's some magic, but no, thank you. Dakota Hudson has a chance for a, a quality start against the Athletics. We've seen it already, but I don't really want to do that. Freddie Tarnock. Okay. I I also didn't even put him at the top of do not start. Freddie Tarnock threw four innings in relief, had an opener of awesome proof for two innings uh, the previous start. He throws 95 to 96. And Tarnock's four-seamer is 92nd percentile in Y movement. What I'm trying to get at is Tarnock, if he's able to actually go high location, which I think is the big struggle for him right now, if he's actually able to go high lock, you're going to see four seamer whiffs here. And then he pairs it with a changeup, a slider, and a curve. The changeup has potential. So does the slider. He just needs to get his command and get his feet wet. I just did a video for for YouTube on it. It should come out today. Take a look at that one for Freddie Tarnock. But uh, this is exciting stuff in my view, and I'm very curious how he does here against St. Louis. It's an incredibly sneaky one. If you're in a deep league, A only league, and Tarnock is out there, this might be the time to do it, because he threw 70 pitches last time out. The Athletics are look like they're leaning in on giving Tarnock some opportunities. The Cardinals are not that scary. I'm uh, Look, I, I see like a Taj Bradley here is what I'm getting at. The command is still iffy, but he's super over the top. I think there's something interesting here in Freddie Tarnock. Uh, he was also the the pride of the the Muller trade to Oakland, the Sean Murphy trade. I remember talking to some scouts. I've t- mentioned this before. I uh, I talked to some scouts in spring training about that trade. Uh, some some Atlanta scouts and they're like, "Look, I know Kyle Muller was the main one, but we actually liked Freddie Tarnock most." So I'm curious. I'm just really curious. Okay, Bailey Falter against the Mets. He actually threw decently well against atlanta last time and now he gets the mets and that could actually come through for you um as he will be able to go at least 80 pitches in this one david peterson maybe 70 pitches against the pirates maybe that comes through alex vado did have his vado had his slider and it still wasn't good enough last time but maybe he has a slider and then hopefully his or fastball against the twins tukey Desan has shown strike potential but is the cubs and i don't really know if it's going to be worthwhile michael Walker is still ill he only threw about 50 pitches on August 5th in A. Then I imagine he pitched another time after. So I'm going to say like 65 pitches or something like that. Maybe 70 against the Orioles. I don't really want to do that. Uh, Jordan Lyles against the Mariners. There's a chance. Uh, same with Adrian Hauser against the Dodgers, but no thanks. Uh, Ty Bloch against the Diamondbacks in Coors. No thanks. Tristan Beck against the Rays. No thank you. Slay to against against uh, inside of Coors. No way. Uh, if you don't even know who he is, that's fine. His stuff is not good enough. And that's still better. Luis Severino against Atlanta absolutely not all right that is it for today thank you all so much uh for supporting what we do I really hope to see you on the live stream it's so much fun guys uh you get to actually interact with me and know more about me uh and I want to know about you so uh yeah it's a completely different experience where I get to actually hang out with you and, and talk properly um but that is it so my name is Nick Pollock and may your babs be low and your strikeouts high